My name is Ray Park, you may know me as playing Darth Maul in Phantom Menace, Bone Wars, and also Solo and Star Wars Story. You're listening to Star Wars Stuff Podcast, the force is strong with you all. And remember, sit walk. Hey, this is Dominic Pace, who plays Gecko the Bounty Hunter from The Mandalorian, letting you all know you are listening to the Star Wars Stuff Podcast. Wishing everybody all the best, and may the force be with you. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Star Wars Stuff Podcast. My name is Colin. I'm Hunter. And I'm also Josh. A galaxy divided. No, I'm just kidding. Um, no, uh, this this was a uh, a very nice kind of vacation episode um, that kind of takes a you know turn. It, it 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 felt like Indiana Jones mixed in with the movie 2012 because um, <laughs> of like the yeah because it kind of felt like you know they're in vacation. They're having a good time, and then all of a sudden, something bad happens. Uh, but overall, I thought this episode was necessary, um, and it was fun. I thought it was great to kind of see like the group just kind of chilling. You know, hey Mac, how um, um, how about you guys? Yeah, I thought about? it was really cool to like. I think this is the first time we've really seen the batch relax, at least this season, if not probably like the whole series um you got a little bit of kashik yeah yep yep but it was it was cool to see him chill out and they kind of they took their guards down a little bit and what they talked about at the beginning there was a little more vulnerable and gave us some cool insight into where they are at headspace wise and what they're thinking about where they should be in the galaxy. Yeah. I, I agree. Yeah. No, I um uh I think the of just seeing Omega uh actually interact with someone her age was great too. I thought yeah. that, that was a great yeah. character. No, it's been a good distance of time since we've seen that. I mean, like we've had like occasional episodes where Omega is with someone her age and then the batch is like, oh I haven't she hasn't acted like a kid in ages. And so it's, it's nice to kind of see the, the progression and see the opening from mega for that. I also just really enjoyed that. Like when we first got the colors for the batch, everyone was like, Oh, it's, it's very tropical colors with all the teal and the orange and like all those things. And then we just got a whole Island life episode. I thought that was hilarious. But, uh, but more importantly, we cannot forget the great opening uh, of this episode. And uh, this is probably Hunter's favorite part right here. It, and, it was my favorite part of the episode. <laughs> and I'm just going to, you know, have this shot right here. Because uh, in, uh, so over the white sign, um, that in, in Arabesh, that says Club Lao Shi. And we know that was the main villain of. <laughs> Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom in the beginning of the episode. And uh, there were a lot of Indiana Jones references in like the first two minutes. Now, uh, Hunter says that any film, <laughs> he says that any film can just, you know, uh, just kind of have that, you know, opening like, oh, yeah, well, Indiana Jones isn't the only film that has someone get poisoned or, or have a fight in a bar or stuff. Well, I say this is a, a, Clear shout out to Indiana and Jones. And I will say the same thing I just said to you earlier. 
It is an Indiana Jones reference, not because someone was poisoned in a bar, but because someone was poisoned in a bar that was named after an Indiana Jones character Bro. with all the other stuff. Hunter, Bro. I think we should just need to like sit back and let Colin vent for a bit, and yep. then we'll no, just like he... re-enter with a Bad Batch hey, episode. I did like, that about <laughs> last week. Colin, just let it out, man. Okay, all right, I get... well... Dibs on the fixer rent, though, when he comes in later. Okay, but... all right. So the... <laughs> So the opening of this episode, you know, is very reminiscent to Indiana Jones, the Temple of Doom in the bar. They are having a exchange of an artifact that they promised to these bad guys. And these bad guys would give them something in return. Did that happen in Temple of Doom? Yes. Yes, it did. Now, continuing from that, uh, they also... Uh, they also tried to to poison Fee. And her being smarter than Indiana Jones in the situation, she caught on to that pretty quick. And that right, see, see, it's it's Wait, it, Colin, it, did you just say Indiana Jones is stupid? <laughs> Dude, don't I didn't say Indiana like Jones is stupid. <laughs> I I did not say those exact words. What I said was that in this situation, Fee Definitely picked up on the whole poison gag quicker than Indy did. I really expected us to get a like Princess Bride scenario reference almost with like the poison being like unable to be smelled or something like that, like an yeah. odorless like iocane powder. But right, you know, uh, she proved that Indiana Jones is uh is dumb. Okay, <laughs> so we're gonna have Josh uh come back in a bit and i'm just <laughs> <laughs> i love indiana jones I'm just yeah no uh the the whole thing was great i i, I loved it they were um a, a, again as being a as a as a big fan of indiana jones it was great to see that whole scene just reminiscent of the opening of temple of doom things don't go great and we also see the small poison um bug that we saw in Attack of the Clones. I, yeah. And we saw how it actually poisons now. Yes. Which yeah. was fun. But it doesn't it like happen. It doesn't happen because Hunter, not this Hunter we're talking to, but the Hunter in the show, <laughs> well, grabs a dagger, the same thing. throws it, kills it, and then the action begins. And, uh, and it was just, you know, chaos all over the place. Uh, and then they had to escape out of the club. You had a all other Indiana Jones reference, by the way, not Temple of Doom, but Raiders of the Lost Ark, where Jock the pilot, right? He was fishing, you know, on his plane and he was doing something, you know, trying to pass the time. Tech was playing like a solitaire type game, you know, Colin, waiting for him I to get called. And, and as we all know, solitaire no is exactly the same as fishing. And as we all know, there's no such thing as a distracted person when they're <laughs> left behind on a mission to pick them up later. There's no such thing. Like, that's never happened in Baby Driver. That's never happened ever. You're right, but Indiana Jones came out before Baby Driver. Just saying. Anyway. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, anyways, I admire you so much, Colin. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so then Tech... Uh, he gets the call. He's like, okay, I'm going to be there. They hop in the ship. Blaster fire is going all over the place, and then they escape the planet. That scene was great for me. Indiana Jones hat coming off because those are the only Indiana Jones references that I could find. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, so after that, so after that, uh, we then uh, get this uh, kind of speech from Fee of saying, you know, there's more to life than just this. Have you ever thought of teaching, you know, uh, oh, 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 Omega, you know, different skills and tech kind of gets offended. And he's like, what other skills does she need to know? And then she's like, well, <laughs> hanging out with yeah. people with her own age. And he was like, oh uh and then they, right exactly and then we get a distress call um well not a distress call a uh, angry phone call from sid and it turns out that they have ghosted her for 20 rotations and i'm not sure if i well it, it was kind of obvious but when she was talking her voice would lag out and it would get deep and you could hear the evil in her voice yeah. um how do we feel about like, I mean, I think we all saw Sid kind of turning. She hasn't done it officially yeah. yet, but yeah, I, yeah. again, like I said last week, I know we don't swear on this show, but I'd like to swear when describing Sid. <laughs> oh, go, wait, like, wait, 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 wait. Just what's swear word? Uh, Type in the chat. <laughs> <laughs> well, just, just keep going. Okay. But, yeah, but <laughs> like she just, it almost like sucks because we started to get episodes where you could tell the batch was being a little more vulnerable to her. And honestly, yeah. she did that in return. And then it got to a point where she reached like saturation level for how close the batch could be to her or whatever. But then it went just strictly back to business. And yeah. I like it's not that that's the only thing that pointed to her seeming like she's going to betray him, but it's still just like, I'm ready for them to ditch her. You know, I think something fee said, uh, might benefit them in the future. If they think about it, if they think about it, which is, uh, she said that she's known Sid for a long time. Uh, and she's, very keen on her word uh and honestly i think that if the bad batch uh just do one last mission for her close it off and then go from there i think that would be you know great because right now they're kind of crossing her by not returning yeah. that call and that's really ticking her off i mean i don't see that actually happening though I agree I with you that that would fix it, but I like it's. It seems to me, at least at this point in the season, Sid is going to turn on them, and then that's going to be how the batch gets drawn out back to yeah. Mount Tantus, and then right there. that's how Scorch finds hey. the batch. Is yeah, Sid. Uh, Honestly, so well, I'm, not, I, I'm sorry. No, really, just really quick. Um, I was more amazed that we got that break of them ghosting Sid for 20 rotations off screen. 
Like that's something I was honestly kind of surprised about because that kind of leaves it to be we know that there's going to be a more on-screen confrontation of how that relationship ends or how it continues in a new light. But I kind of enjoyed that they kind of just didn't feel the need to deal with that on screen and kind of clutter an episode with some extra stuff that didn't really need to be there. And they just, you know, had to be there open. They've, they've done a lot of the batches relationship with Sid off screen. And we kind of just see how it works in their relationship and how they act during episodes. And I've kind of enjoyed that this season. At least they handled, I feel like they handled their relationship with Sid better this season than last season. I, I, I agree. I agree. I think that Sid will have some type of redemption though, at some point. Uh, if it doesn't happen this season, it's going to happen the next season. They'll probably, they'll definitely talk about season three, uh, in some way at store celebration for sure. Uh, this year they're doing the lottery system again, by the way. I saw that. Yeah. We just signed up for our panels. So, uh, is it exactly the same as it has been? Are they live streaming panels this year? They are. Yes, but they're not gonna show all the exclusive stuff so That's if fine, you're there but like i don't care about seeing the trailers yeah. i just want to see the discussions that are there yes yes i, I want to see them name drop republic commando it's more interesting if you're voting on play on the loudspeakers as uh uh as, as soon as they say delta squad like during during the bad batch panel then that's when josh is like all right i'm out and then he's like i heard it like none Lord. and close it you can ask riley we went and saw the bad batch panel at last celebration and we were in yeah. like twin sons room or whatever and they named on republic commando and i just like screamed out in joy and everyone looked at me because the only guy <laughs> <laughs> and riley just goes he likes the game a lot. <laughs> <laughs> She's uh, right. No. I mean, yeah, fair. Uh, and if you haven't heard his wonderful voice, Christian has returned. Hi. How is everyone tonight? Good. So you just missed like the first 10 minutes of me doing my Indiana Jones, uh, you know, breakdown. Oh, here we go That's again. Embarrassing. All right, here we go again. So, no, I'm just kidding. Um, yeah. But, yeah, no. Uh, yeah, so they are talking to fee and fee's like okay i've i've got a planet for you here are the mm-hmm. coordinates go to him and they go to pabu and it's this it's this island planet uh the island is massive it's i was surprised by the size of it and they land and she kind of explains you know a, a lot of the people that are living on this planet and and like and that are in this uh on this island are refugees from the war and the and then the big building that's kind of like on the top is a museum that has a lot of artifacts from across the the galaxy (laughs) and if you think about it fee is kind of like the indiana jones of star wars and Mm -hmm. she brings these artifacts back to the area because it belongs in a museum okay can we actually like seriously talk about fee for a second no go for it (laughs) (laughs) i at the beginning of the season with the first like archaeology adventure episode that we saw yeah with the big zepho looking thing i we hadn't gotten like any background on her at all like she was just kind of there and immediately when this episode opened i kind of 
just defaulted to those same vibes like oh really they're bringing her back this late in the game after not touching her for however many episodes and no like other backstory and stuff but the way she like really opened up about the batches situation and invited them to Pabu and like the, I don't know if deep is the right word, but the relevant, like thought provoking conversations she had with the batch about their situation for me really turned around like how I thought about her. I think she's a great vessel for, a good relationship of a freelancer with Sid for the Batch to see. Because in the Batch's whole mercenary life, they've been so attached to Sid. But she's kind of on her own. She does what she thinks is best. She has her own moral code of liberating antiquities and whatever that means to her. Uh, but her character and what she represents is, is turning to be a very important thing for the Batch as they're trying to become more free and more independent. Yeah. I think it's ex- especially important considering that the that artifact they retrieve at the very beginning, they talk about it not being incredibly valuable in terms of its actual material, but just like, but it matters to the people that it matters to. Yes. Yeah. I uh, I really enjoyed uh, also that when they do when they do meet the mayor that's in charge of the whole island and everything, they also. Um, talk about how they're all very close and they're, you know, they're pretty much like family. And I think that's how the Bad Batch uh, really connected to the to the people there, like so quick. And they're like, oh, okay, so they're kind of like us, but they're, you know, a larger group. And we see them, you know, go to a very nice dinner, which I know Josh was t- just talking about this, but it it it, it made him hungry for. I'd sushi. be okay buying that food. Oh, I, yeah. I almost yeah. went to Safeway to pick right. up some sushi. Mm, that looks good. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then yeah. I realized I'm landlocked, and I was like, "It's probably not going to be good sushi." I <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then we see uh, these monkey type creatures called Munoz, and they are they are native. Um, they have been native to the island. Um, for as long as people can remember uh and that actually uh comes uh that actually is important later uh which which we'll talk about but um they just talk about how how peaceful it is to be on the island and i think this whole episode was just kind of showing the group that you know, there's talks of, hey, you know, there's definitely a life outside of, you know, all this adventure and on the run and stuff. But honestly, here it is right here. You honestly could have a life outside of that right here. And you can come and go as you please. But if you want peace, this is where it's at. And they also talk about, well, what happens if the Empire, you know, you know, comes out and attacks. And, and the mayor is just like, well, if they do we'll be ready for him, but most likely they, they won't come out here. Uh, what kind of weapon system or what kind of defense do you think that they have against the empire? That's exactly what I was wondering about when he yeah. it was like, we'll be ready for him. It's like, or like, we'll be prepared enough to yeah. come at him. Like in what way? I... They're all Jedi. <laughs> <laughs> to me, that you seems more of like, a, not necessarily like we'll be prepared physically. 
Yeah. But it was like a we'll survive just because that's yeah. what we do. It wasn't a we will be prepared in terms of armament. It's just a if it happens, it happens. Yeah. We can deal. Yep. But they're that's not going to come out here because there's nothing worth for it out here. It's not worth it for yep. set up a garrison here. It was a very like island life kind of mentality about it. Like it, it happens, we'll deal with it, we'll grow from it, and we'll go past it. My inner like, anime fan was very happy that the Bad Batch got their beach arc episode. <laughs> Scare of beach party. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, <laughs> if you haven't watched the 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 Lego Summer Vacation special, go watch it. Because at one point there's Ghost Anakin and and Scuba Gear, and he's just swimming through the water, and he is a ghost, and it's like why it's fantastic. Funny. Yeah, but uh, but yeah, uh, and then the two kids um uh go out on a boat, and they see the sunset, and we're like, wow, this is this is just nice. And oh, and Omega says a line, which really, again, puts, you know, her childhood in perspective, which she's like, you know, I lived on the ocean my entire life, but I never felt like this. And she's having this feeling of, you know, of having fun and and relaxing. She has been working her entire life. She has been on the run for some of her life. And now she just is, you know, hanging out with, you know, a friend and on, on a boat. And watching the sunset, what could possibly go wrong? And everything. and we find Absolutely out everything. shortly after uh, because there ends up being a, a, a tremor. And then uh, Tech, you know, does his calculations. Which, by the way, Tech made made a joke. I'm not sure if anyone caught on mm -hmm. that, but uh, but when Tech has a girl. Yeah. Well. Yes. Well, yes. Yeah. yeah. So can we just like divert a little bit into the first Bad Batch member to have like yeah, relationship tension? Um, tech. So, uh, so Tech has a girlfriend. It sounds like, and then also, uh, he made a joke, which was, which I don't know if he, he was saying as a joke, or he meant it for real, but it came off as a joke, which was when Record was like, "Oh, I'm full," and he's like, "All right, I'm gonna." I'm I'm gonna like I'm I'm gonna log this so we have this for the yeah. future and I'm like oh okay because records like this has never happened before and he's yeah. like I'm gonna make a note of it yeah uh, but we have the tremor happen the the uh, mayor's like oh it's fine and then Tech's like no it's not and and then it happens again and then the mayor's like well you know if, if it was gonna be bad we would hear alarms going off and like two seconds later the alarm goes up and they like, mm -hmm. go oh, no yeah. Something's going down, and of course we have a tsunami, and it's everyone has to run for their lives. People are panicking. We then see the, we then see the, 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 the space monkeys, the Munoz. I'm sorry, I'm tired, guys. Uh, That's what they are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, they then uh, see the monk, the space monkeys just crawl up the mountain. And they've been on the island for so long, so they know how to deal with this type of situation. So all the all the people follow them. They're they're going up, and uh, Omega and her friend are on the boat. It's going into the island. They they can't move because of the tsunami. The water is bad. I'm not a scientist, so I'm just kind of making this up as I go. But uh, the, yeah, we're uh, missing the scientists <laughs> on the group today. <laughs> 
Uh, so we had uh, warmings in California. I can talk about it later. Okay, cool. Uh, well, I mean, not cool, but shoot. Um, anyways, <laughs> awesome. So, I'm glad that happened to you, Christian. Uh, the water is not letting the boat move in the way they want it to. They have to jump off the boat, and the boat hits the water. I mean, the boat hits the island. It doesn't break or anything. They like start running, and then, uh, oh my gosh, uh, Hunter goes all the way up to the mountain. He then hops in the ship, goes over, picks them up. Wrecker then picks up an old man, and they're just all just running up that mountain, getting up there. How do we feel about the uh, about the wall where they had the ladders? To jump because, back really, really quick. Yeah, please um, do. When the Tremors over. first happened, what yeah. did you guys think that they were? Because I was halfway between earthquake and this is the empire this is going to be the you know scorch and whatever republic commandos also appeared uh like i i wondered if they're going to jump into the plot really heavily at that moment i thought that was going to be really odd if they did so I like right it's like a very small chance of it being the empire appearing but especially right after the conversation of what do you think if the empire comes here? It's like, that'd be really funny if the empire yeah. just like, hey, and, like a star destroyer just like appears overhead. We're like, at your front door. <laughs> we're just like a low rumble. And I almost thought, and cause they were stopping and listening. And I was like, Oh, is that the drives of a star destroyer? Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, because it was so heavily leaning on that island life vibe, I immediately went either volcano or earthquake. Volcano too. Yeah, uh, yeah. Volcano. Because I figured it would, it would be the ultimate, like, because either it's an earthquake which results in some degree of collapse or tsunami, or it's a. Turns out that mountain they built that sanctuary on top of, is a volcano. Yeah. Oops. Which I mean, it's an island in the middle of an ocean. Likeliness holds that it. There is some volcanic activity somewhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I mean, also like, says aside. Omega commenting on her life being surrounded by ocean and she never felt this way about it. Oh. I never even considered that. Like when they were like, Oh, the batch might live here. I was like, Oh, that like tropical there. They have teal in their armor now. Like that works. But I never yeah. considered like the parallels of the Island life to Camino of this place being almost a more natural and holistic Camino in the arcs of living on the Island, living from the Island, as opposed to these, metal structures that are built solely for cloning right and surrounded by water camino is not just all metal it's also entirely sterile yeah or is this a a lived-in natural world things happen you just deal with it when it does yeah there was mossy rocks there wasn't like clean white bright fluorescent lights on like every turn yeah yeah, it was really interesting to see that dynamic and to also to hear it from Omega specifically. Because I don't think it would fit if the dialogue came from the rest of the batch. Mm-hmm. Also, did anyone feel like Hunter sounded a little weird this week? Not Hunter, Hunter. Hunter, Bad Batch character. Oh, got it. Okay. <laughs> like the I, voice I, of I, Hunter. I was going to say, dude, I think his Wi Fi is doing great. No, like, <laughs> don't think like so. the. Hunter's voice in this episode sounded a little off on some lines. And I can't tell if that's meant to signify like him relaxing or if that's just, you know, D jumping between so many voices, some things get like I, a little bit. Or maybe it's not off. Hunter. Maybe it's I, Hunter's clone. <laughs> I maybe. took it as him relaxing. 
I yeah. figured because it like he normally has that like gravelly growl and he's always on edge. And this is the first time where he hasn't been immediately like the second something happens where he's just like gun. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, hundred percent. He did sound saw- off this week though. Like he sounded like, different. I agree, and like especially the the main time I noticed it was when Omega asked he should go out on the boat with the mayor's daughter. Yeah, and. Yeah. To me, like it was different then because he was so at ease, which is super, super out of character for him. But as soon as the earthquake happens and they all get up and Hunter just snaps back into it and he starts delegating tasks to people, it sounded normal again. Yeah, it's yeah. not like normal. That's a good point. I, I noticed that most people like, aren't you worried about the Empire finding this place? Like that like long sentence he had, I was like, that cadence sounds very different from the hunter that we've heard for it's a very relaxed cadence where he's normally super short choppy almost like monosyllabic wording yeah a very i don't know what that word means but okay (laughs) (laughs) i don't know what fancy words you're trying to use here man (laughs) what one sound words yes no maybe maybe it's two yeah but we we have them go up the mountain and we see that Hunter saves the girls. They're fine. Uh, and when that's happening, Tech and, and his girlfriend, Fee, are trying to get the <laughs> ladders out of the wall. They're all rusty and everything, which means they haven't been used in a long time. Um, I like their chemistry. How do we feel about their chemistry? I think I'm it's still amazed cute. it's Tech. <laughs> Like Tech is the first one to have like a female like interest relationship. Yeah. And I, Tech? I, I made this <laughs> joke with Hunter earlier in the season in a, a private message where I was joking about how uh Fee calls Tech brown eyes. Yeah. And we know that Din Djarin is all called brown eyes in season two of the Mandalorian. And when it got so brown eyes is the, now the star Wars in universe, like, sh- like shorthand for Hey Hottie. <laughs> <laughs> Regardless of my color. <laughs> well, dude, that's crazy. Cause I also have, that's has wow. historical <laughs> significance. <Hunter. laughs> yeah. We don't go there, Hunter. <laughs> All right. Well, well, they end up getting the ladder. down. <laughs> Uh, off of the wall, and they, uh, uh, a majority of the people start going up the ladder. The group end up meeting up there. It looks like most of the people are safe. They watch as the tsunami hits the island, and then it slowly kind of takes some of the pieces of the houses and everything, and we know they have to rebuild. And at the end of the episode, the the Bad Batch agree to stay for a bit and help and re- and rebuild the community and then we have it fade to black which is a time jump before the next episode and i'm yeah. so excited for that i'm excited for what the name of the episode is i'm excited for the time jump going into it yeah. it gives time for the batch to relax time for scorch to find them i'm telling you i know the exact plot you ready fee and uh tech are gonna have their wedding it's gonna be a whole episode <laughs> Shotgun. <laughs> yep. And and Shit. all of the, all of the clones are coming to that wedding, and then the next episode will end up being the invasion, and that's when they form the clone rebellion. And it's because <laughs> they were the wedding. Dude, yeah. I think Wrecker is the most likely to shotgun wedding out of all the batch members. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
No, no, but now here's the important question. Who will be Tech's best man? There you go. I'm just kidding. Anyways, um himself. He plays <laughs> he plays donkey. games with himself, so he's gonna be the best man. It's, it's gonna be his little computer. Yeah. Donkey. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. But yeah, I I thought this episode overall was great. It uh it definitely carried on the tradition of of ending an adventure as another one is beginning. And mm-hmm. it also kind of showed the calm side of the bad batch and they got to see you know the possibility of not living on the run and not owing anyone anything and just being themselves with a with a community that accepts them and appreciates them and i honestly think that's a huge deal and i think it's building this community up because i got a feeling that something bad might happen to them in the next episode or before the finale. Uh, but overall, I thought the episode was great. How about you guys? Good? Yeah? I really enjoyed the episode. I just hope that the next one gets back into very story forward. Yes. I think I this was one of the better quote-unquote filler episodes where it wasn't Agreed. very story-heavy, but it also had very important significance to the growth of the Batch's character arcs as this Agreed. season goes on. It was super character development-heavy. Yes, and the character... and I Honestly, huge props to the Bad Batch for feeling very, like, Saturday morning, Sunday morning cartoon, or however you want to say it, for, like, mm-hmm. having very episodic storytelling. But the episodic storytelling that's very heavy on characters like this week has really what's been driving the show. Like the Crosshair episodes, the mid-season finale, the first two, this one. I feel like they're the most important ones for like getting us in the psyche of the Batch and seeing their evolution, especially from season one, where they mm-hmm. continuously wore their Republic-era armor well past they were having issues with the Empire. Mm-hmm. So we're seeing that growth, and I, I, I did enjoy that. I think... I mean, if if we're open to talking about Mando, I think that I think Bad Batch has continuously outshined Mando week after week so far, and that's that's my personal opinion. Well, it's still early in the game for the Mandalorian. That's we, true. I don't want to say the Mandalorian's like yeah. hopped off. Uh, I'm expecting, of course, as things pick up later in the season, it'll get better. But honestly, like all three weeks that this is that they've been co-releasing, yeah. I found Bad Batch to be a continuously better episode than Mandalorian, just okay regularly. This week, I, I think that flipped for me. Okay, I would have said. Are you biased week. to the droids? <laughs> if I was biased to the droids, I was geeking out enough about R five last week that last week would have been better. True, true <laughs> point. I so speaking of Mandalorian. I know we that don't worry, we won't do another breakdown. Uh, if you want to check out that breakdown of the new episode of The Mandalorian, it is out on all podcasting platforms. But there's something I did want. There's a couple of things that I think we all wanted to to, to talk about, which yeah, yeah. was um, for that episode, there were a lot of different Easter eggs. Uh, something that I wanted to bring this um, bring up, which was right here, was was this shot. If you look at the Mandalorian on on the right, mm-hmm. we were having the argument. Um, it uh, he's there right next to Pause. That's a stro- That's a sand trooper leg, right? Or just a well, stormtrooper that's heavily. Dirty stormtrooper. 
Yeah. Or a stormtrooper. Or okay, a remnant okay. stormtrooper. Like, there's so many different ways. That is the least, like, efficient armor you could possibly have. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the the well, only way I would have seen that armor making sense is if that guy was very heavily armored on that side of his body. So that would yeah. be his presenting case. But it's not, so. I mean, he can't even sit on one half of his body. <laughs> that's that's not true he doesn't have the he doesn't have the same cod piece so he, he can actually sit down no but it looks like he has enough gap above his thigh that yeah. he should be good yeah, he's as a non-stormtrooper owner where i'd like to say that personally in my head even if you put on a shin piece of stormtrooper armor you're unable to sit down it just it just comes with the listen territory. it's been done it's not impossible is it comfortable no do they make it look like it's fun in all the you know live action series where we see stormtroopers sit down? Sure, but it is a very hard thing to do. Yeah, yeah. there's a reason why Han in disguise in A New Hope is reclined in the chair yes. with his yeah. most of his butt. Not he's his like, oh, yeah, 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 because he sits down. He's like, where did you dig up the old fossil? And you Harrison see him like Ford adjusting his seat when bothered. he's <laughs> uh, But yeah, no, I thought the new episode was great. Uh, I think one of my favorite parts which was probably the one where i just kind of jumped out of my seat because it was like oh this is great this is a great opening shot to coruscant which was the opera house where yes, we yeah. Yeah. heard the tragedy yeah. of darth Plagueis the wise and that was just an awesome thing to go back into we know it's not an opera house anymore which is lame but uh i thought that was a great great callback and we just uh we hear them talk about uh Camino and stuff like that, which I thought was great. And then we go to this, uh, we go to this carnival setting, and we end up seeing like the Lego highest... Star Wars locations. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> uh, we then see like the highest peak, um, like of Coruscant, which I thought this was kind of really cool lore. That, that I mean, because it's something that we really didn't know about the planet. Uh, how did we feel? Um, about uh, because if you listen closely in the background, you can actually hear the resistance theme. Uh, I, that is so strange to me. Yeah, trust mm -hmm. me, I know because yeah. I hear it every day. I so, was humming that to myself, and I was like, Yeah, I know this theme. Oh, that's what it is. Wait, yeah. that's now like whatever the word is for music that actually occurs in universe, Can't right? Well, we've heard the Imperial March right, in a major yeah. key during Solo, so we know that some music is actually "quote yeah. unquote" within right. the universe. So I didn't know if maybe that was some type of recruitment, like type area, where maybe they were trying to recruit people to the New Republic or something, and they did, like I don't know because they did that for Solo, so that's why I was like, okay, maybe because that would just be some random music just just at the carnival and just. Dun 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 I'm like, wait, what? No, why? But yeah, because I I I definitely caught on that right away. I'm like, why? So on on the topic of music in that episode, uh the music that's playing right at the very end scene, um that music is actually Star Wars Lo-Fi. And it's really? the it's the it's the lo-fi Jabba the Hutt music from no, oh that's so cool. If is, you go if you go to the 
closed the uh, things closed on Sundays uh, live yeah. stream, and you yeah, yeah. listen to the Java theme. It's almost the exact same theme minus the Java going. Ho, 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 ho. Oh, that's cool. Nice. I'm disappointed that they don't have Java going. Ho, 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 ho. <laughs> yeah, it's it's there in the back, and you hear like some of the Java growls. But if if I listened to that, I was just like, wait a dang minute. That's I listened to this at work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. Like that. Yeah. I, it was nice to hear it though. It was nice to like hear that, and also like music wise, this whole season's been kind of odd. Like we're not having Ludwig in, so we're not yeah, getting like. I, I love mean, his music, so I'm 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 bummed too. I mean, like yeah, season two, bummed. we got Din on a speeder going through Tatooine. We got one of the best like musical themes, in my opinion, in the entire Mandalorian. Yeah. And now we're kind of stuck to yeah. just getting those themes recycled which is nice it's nice to still hear them but pardon me yeah. wondering if we still had Lug- if we still had ludwig like what would bo's flying theme be i'm and, like, curious of things. why he didn't do like w- was he working on black panther i think black panther was time? it yeah 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 oh. almost a hundred percent he was dealing with black panther at the same time Okay. I mean, well, all, all, all the music for Black Panther 2 got rewritten after Chadwick's death. Like, mm-hmm. all the stuff he'd originally written got scrapped. Yeah. True. So, they probably, he was probably redoing those here. Let me see yeah. what. I can't look at, like, filming dates because that'd be separate from when he was actually working on it. But yeah. I'm hoping he comes back for season four. I would really love to hear some new th- songs within this quote unquote genre. Rather than just getting repeats from seasons one and two, is is it Michael Giancchino who did solo? Yes, yes. No, 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 John Powell did solo. John Powell. John he... Powell did How to Train Your Dragon, and a couple. Of Michael them. did. Um, didn't he do Rogue One? He I did Rogue he did. One. He, did Rogue one. A, he also did the Batman and yeah. Homecoming, yeah. and he's yeah. becoming like the next Han Solo, John Williams, whatever him you want coming... to say. Them coming Incredibles. back to do music would also work, I think. Yeah. yeah. No, I, Even if I it's think not Ludwig. Michael Jackson excels in replicating styles exceptionally well. Yeah. Incredibles is a big thing of that for me. Like, like his range is stellar, but he does a great job in bringing like feeling together. So I feel like if they brought Michael G. Kino for more Mandalorian, it almost feel like he was almost borrowing too much from like trying to combine john williams and ludwig you kind of you almost have to have ludwig for ludwig style music i agree uh and that's kind of how i felt when they were doing the um the kind of spinoffs like mando and rogue one and solo and everything without john williams and it's and it's honestly crazy to say that john williams is not retiring he is doing you know Mm -hmm. the the next couple of new Star Wars projects coming out, which is which is amazing. Which is I interpreted his by statement as being a soft retirement. He'll write yeah. the music. He's not going to be the one orchestrating it necessarily. You say that now, but this was also the same guy. I was like, all right, I'm out. I'm done. And then they announced like, hey, we're, we're doing a bunch of these stuff. And he's like, okay, wait, no, wait, no, hang on. You're making more Star Wars movies. Okay, well, not without me. So <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, I, I, in, in this episode too, I, I, I loved some of the throwback, um, stuff because there were the trains mm-hmm. on Coruscant that we haven't seen since Clone Wars there. Mm-hmm. There was that also was cool. the, yeah, there was also the Ralph 
McCory droid that was like the taxi droid, which was yeah, awesome to I, see live action. We got a little bit of, a little bit of this at the beginning of the Bad Batch too. Um, this week, just being in that bar yeah. and like the guys they were meeting with that had those like cool helmet things. Yeah, any little thing like that where we get some extra detail in Star Wars that. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Feels like there's more details behind it is super cool to me. And this week, um, the Mandalorian was just full of that. Yes. I, I don't know if they are the same but the the bad guys we made at the very beginning of this week's episode of the Bad Batch felt a lot like our like helmet design wise, um, you know. Remember the train episode with Boba and Asajj? Yeah, yeah. Yes. Where they're fighting off people that are trying to take the train. We get the entire. Oh yeah. That helmet design reminded me a lot of the guard helmets for the ones that were like transporting the prisoner. Oh, I, I where they had the extra fin thing. Yeah, and I was just like, is that? It's not the same because it's like theirs was organically part of their face. Yeah. Like well, also this episode they had it. like the echo visor of like a straight line. Yeah. Where in that episode they were kind of more I almost got like a tribal samurai vibe from them with like right. viper eyes. But it was very much like it reminded me a little bit of that design wise. I was kind of yeah, like, a little oh. bit. And I could see that being like a renegade faction kind of thing, yeah. maybe. Also I know we probably don't want to talk about Mandalorian too much, but it felt very Andor this week to me. Yes, it did. The middle and bit. That's something sure. we oh, yeah. definitely talked about. Yes, the middle bit that wasn't like the actual the Mandalorian uh, part the, of the yeah. episode. The, the forty minutes of the middle bit. Yeah, there was the parts of where this guy that's talking to Doctor Pershing, where he he was like, "Oh, of 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 the Empire, the." New Republic, the Rebel Alliance. I, 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 uh, I, I, I don't know the difference. I get mixed up with all of them. I was just like, that's that's just like Andor. Like I just that's the kind so... of guy that would be on Canto Bite. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yep. Most likely. I also loved the fact that we got a, a small Blade Runner reference too. Um, mm-hmm. There were. A couple of them. The uh, jacket he's wearing uh, looks very similar to the one that the main character wears in Blade Runner 2049, which was super, super cool. Um, and Coruscant is, you know, is very similar to that, to the city just, that we just see. Just on that. the topic of his jacket, the soft part costumes in this episode were all phenomenal. Oh, yeah. The visual effects were amazing. Yeah. Um, like Coruscant has continuously looked yeah, it, get, it gets better and better every time we see it. <laughs> like I, I, I'm also really happy that we saw Coruscant at night for this, as opposed yeah. to Coruscant. Day. Like it really let the visual mm-hmm. effects shine in how modern shaders are, and we really get to see the absolute beauty that it is. Yeah, it's it was so pretty, and it's. I know they'll probably never do this, 
but I would love for them to just take a select few shots from the Mandalorian and mm -hmm. break down like where they kind of do the, the rollback of the VFX and show what. Oh. Yeah. So you see like the primary gray and then the, yeah. 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 And then the behind the scenes, about, Hey, this was a maquette or whatever. And all that kind of stuff. Like, like last week, um, that big crab thing, the main yeah, buyer practical. Was practical. Yeah. Which surprised the hell out of me. I read entirely CGI and then I saw it was practical and I yeah. lost my mind. Yep. It, that's so cool that they're doing stuff like that. They already turned that um that whole thing in into uh into a Lego set already. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, yeah. Like they're on top of it. So my guess is like every week that we have a new episode, we'll end up getting like a new a new Mandalorian Lego set. Um, well, they're doing well that. we've only, we've had three Lego sets under the Mandal the Mandalorian banner be announced number wise. Yeah. So we know there's only three sets, which are the Spider set, the Fang Fighter, and then the now Bocaton ship versus Tie Interceptor. Everything else, which also I think we've gotten everything we've ever seen from the trailers so far. Uh okay. So not we've everything. not gotten order scene. Not the droid scene. We've Droids not got the droid scene, okay. and we've not Fair. got the Mandalorians um coming out of the ship. And we've gotten tomorrow. we've gotten a lot. We've gotten yes, a yes. lot of it. We're through almost all the trailer yeah. and TV. And Lego set wise, we're done. Like there are no more Lego Droids. sets that are within the re release of at least summer 2023. Don't sound too excited, man. I love I I love Lego. Jeez. No, I love Lego. I'm just saying, like what Lego has had, had access to similar yeah. to when Grogu first was released yeah. to the public eye, everything Lego's had access to make sets for is done. Yep. Mm -hmm. So whatever comes next is brand new, which I'm really excited to see. Yeah. Cause I'm, honestly, I've, I've been waiting for a new Lego max rebuild just to be made. <laughs> and you know, it's only a matter of time. Hey, a there's a UCS sail barge coming out. Like later this year, I think. Oh, I know. Oh, I know. He's getting it. <laughs> oh, I know. <laughs> uh, but uh, but yeah, that uh, I and honestly I did enjoy going back to Coruscant, and we kind of got more world building for you know the episode and everything. It was weird to jump from uh, to jump from uh, this to uh, uh, where they're on the run to. Dr. Pershing um, telling a Mon Calamari it's a trap. Like, it's a trap. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I, I enjoyed it. I'm excited to see where it goes next week. The um, My guess is they'll go to Navarro because they'll get contacted by Grief Cargo and be like, hey, the pirates are back. We need your help. And then they go there. And then maybe that's where the covert of the Mandalorians will find their home. And then they'll be on Navarro. Maybe, I, maybe. The the I'm bar. guessing. I'm guessing. Uh, is is just a theory. And for the droids, I don't know where that's going to take place. I don't know where the droid scenes are going to take place. I think Hunter know. knows. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know where it's going to no? take place, but no? I just want to see it. <laughs> hey, yeah. Hunter, how would you react to that droid sequence from the Mandalorian like trailers being the Ancelon's back room, where they have all those droids? In like either mostly or not like semi-functioning order, and then they have battle droids fighting pirates and Mandalorians. That would be sick. <laughs> be so sick. 
that could be like that uh that could be kind of poetic because it would be like the episode uh in the clone wars of where r2 fixes the yeah yeah mm-hmm. not not just that it's also it would tie back into din being rescued from a b2 yeah true. i know we only saw b1s in that trailer but we were surprised wherever there's b1s that someone's got a b2 yep. stashed away in the back yep yep can we also please get a live uh a like a live recording of hunter reacting to the droids i think that would be really 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 funny i'm i'm a big proponent for like hunter like campfire side droid talks well like... crazy enough because we are going to be doing that uh a new segment called yes yes um Hunter and I were just talking about the other day and we're also talking to other droid um, to other droid builders in the community. And we are going to definitely do that because there is a lot of love for droids and there's um, a lot of fascinating things about it. And Hunter is one of those people that has the obsession that deserves to, you know, have a platform and talk about it. So I'm going to want to build r2x2 so much more (laughs) well uh hunter inspired me to uh continue my work on my on my scale model of uh of of bd1 because i haven't touched that yeah i know because that thing's been sitting there hunter's inspired me to 3d print a bd1 with the lights and everything hunter's inspired me to build an entire r2 unit from the ground up (laughs) r2x2 the green white astromech from solo a star wars story and star wars a new hope there you go hunter's just inspiring it just sounds like he's inspiring very good point there you go yeah well uh yeah (laughs) brings a tear to my eye (laughs) yeah we uh we love just talking about star wars every week and we want to be doing it if it wasn't for you guys so thank you so much uh you can find us on instagram at star wars stuff podcast twitter at stuff pod uh you you can also go to our tiktok search star wars stuff podcast we also have our own gmail star wars stuff podcast gmail.com we're also on facebook uh star wars stuff group star wars stuff podcast page anything that has star wars stuff most likely it's going to be us uh you can also find our friends uh j guy hunter kenobin around and and cloning around um uh on instagram and all other platforms um don't forget the underscores those are very important um uh from (laughs) um, yeah there's a lot especially for hunter yes uh jag under you know I, I got it here. I'm sorry, Josh. I still haven't added you to this. I'm so absolutely hurt. <laughs> Words can't quantify I'm sorry. my pain. I'm sorry. Colin. But this is where you can find them. And you can find Josh Clonin underscore around, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. You can cool. find you can find me wherever Lego sets are sold. Excellent. There you go. That's okay. Uh, <laughs> with that being said, from all of us. May the force be with you always.